All right, man. All right, here we go. Another episode of Grind My Gears. Today I have. Uh, let me make sure I pronounce it right. Devon. I I, I I answer to whoever it's pronounced. Devon, Devon. Devon. I don't have I don't have a Jamaican accent to put on. Yeah. Devon uh, Thompson. Uh, now, what's interesting about you is uh, uh, you're an entrepreneur. You you you've immigrated to this country recently, and you've been quite vocal about uh, a lot of the stuff that's going on in Canada right now. But first of all, how are you doing today? How's every How's your day? How's everything? Uh, I'm I'm doing good. Um, a little tired because you know. Yeah. Kids running around, you know, like some crazy people. So same, same, same. I got a a two and a four year old. So I'm the same boat. Same. Yeah. So mine is a five and a two year old. Oh, so same boat. You, you, I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you, but it is what it is, right? That's that's, mm. that's dad life, right? So yeah. Uh, but well, when we get started, let's kind of give everybody a kind of an idea of like um, you know, what you do uh, and your background um in terms of like work and where you're from i know like you're from jamaica but like just let let everybody know kind of like what's your background yeah yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna skip a few a few things um so that the the, the, the cancel vultures don't oh, jump no, onto it no no, but, fuck, but I'm gonna... no, no fuck the cancel vultures this is this is a different show i don't give a shit about the cancel vultures. they say say whatever the hell you want to that's that's the yeah. kind of program no no there no there there's something i have to skip Right, because if I don't skip that, the cancer vultures are gonna jump on it, and it's gonna be a problem. So no, they, they... I'm gonna start from the beginning. So as you said, um, I'm from Jamaica, originally from Jamaica. Yeah. Um, I did my bachelor in bachelor degree in industrial engineering systems um, while living in Jamaica at uh, Caribbean Maritime Institute. Uh, I used to I used to um, operate a FedEx vehicle. I used to do, used to be a delivery man in Jamaica. Yeah. Um, I used to work on um, the, the, the wharves, operating heavy equipment. Um, I, I operated trucks. I operated cranes, you know, all that stuff. Um, but I, I eventually got injured in Jamaica, um, okay. operating the, the, the heavy equipment. Yeah. And um, so here's the thing about Jamaica. I did my degree in engineering and I was looking forward to actually working in engineering in Jamaica. Yeah. Right. But, you know, when you're a young person, you don't really know how the world works. You don't really realize what's happening around you. So when I graduated, I couldn't find any engineering jobs. Right. So that's how I ended up working at FedEx. I ended up working, uh, operating um, heavy equipment. So what I did to to maintain my knowledge in engineering, I started my own engineering company back in Jamaica. It was a um, was a solar panel company called Atec Renewable Energy Solutions, and I okay. taught myself um, how, to, how to do all that. Yeah, how to design solar panel systems, how to install solar panel systems. So at this point in time, I become an expert in it, and that 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 kind of assisted me in my transition into Canada. I'm going to explain how. Yeah. So uh, so after I got injured while operating the heavy equipment machinery in uh, in in Jamaica, I said, you know what? I I feel like I'm wasting my time. And wasting my talent here i needed to do something more yeah. so i made the decision to go to school here in toronto so i applied to go to centennial college and i applied to be um the advanced uh, the, the advanced diploma in energy systems engineering technology program okay came here um did the course and during the period of the course you know um i would work odd jobs because um doing what students have to do right yeah as a yeah. student a lot of Canadians don't understand. As a student, 
in this country, an international student, it's yeah. tough, it's hard. And there, and, and there are many who didn't have the support structure that I had. Yeah, right? absolutely. I had family here. I have family here, right? I have my family back home. So yeah. I had a support structure that I could rely on. There are so many who didn't have that. And, and, and these people right now, can you imagine what they're going through through this pandemic? Oh, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, but, yeah we're going to no, get to but that. One question I have is because me, yeah. me and my wife, uh, one of our, I think we've been to Jamaica a few times now. Because mm -hmm. that's our favorite place to to vacation. Because well, one, I love the culture and I'm brown. But two, and by the way, Jamaica has the best friggin' food out mm -hmm. of every uh, Caribbean country. I don't get people can call me up for that shit. I don't yeah. give a damn. Best Caribbean, best food on that island, bar none. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but one thing, like when we were doing some of our tours and and stuff like that, I noticed that some of the drivers there too, when we we're talking, because you're in the car with them for eight plus hours. Yeah. On a different part of Jamaica. Some of them have it. Like one of our drivers had, um, I believe he was, he was pretty much a doctor, but he was driving the car because he went to the States and he couldn't really get a job as a doctor there. Does that happen a lot where, you know, people do a lot of studying in Jamaica and they just can't find a job because of. Yeah. 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 For, Jamaica doesn't have, excuse me. Uh, Jamaica doesn't really recognize engineers. I wanted to be an engineer yeah. in Jamaica. Jamaica doesn't recognize engineers really. Um, engineers in Jamaica are mostly working as technicians. Okay, gotcha. So they they end up being like <clears throat> low of the totem pole. You do all that studying and you basically, yeah. you basically don't really get to do it, and you get some like sh shitty job on the side. Yeah. That they just hand you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you have to leave the country or you know find some creative way because because if you don't even get the experience working as an engineer trainee you can't become an engineer anyway yeah so so you can't find a job so what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah you got you got right? you got to immigrate you got to move yeah, you gotta right? yeah. yeah and so then you came to canada you started studying centennial then uh then where did yeah. that path take you after that so 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 some amazing things happened during my my time working at centennial um so during the summer periods i would work more often so one of those um companies that hired me I can't recall the name of the company right now, but it was a solar, it was a solar panel installation company. And throughout that summer, I, I did solar panel installation with my own hands on, on these hot roofs. Listen, when I, before I came to Canada, I did not know I could get a tan. <laughs> <laughs> it was when I came here, I got my first tan working on those roofs in the sun. I was like, whoa, what the hell is this? Because the sun in Jamaica doesn't really tan you. No, no, it's, sure. it's, it's the humidity here. It's a different kind of humidity. Different. And you want to know, so, know something funny? I only found this out, like, like I'm married to a white girl, right? But one of my clients, one of my clients, she's, 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 she's white, and she always, um, she, she supplements with vitamin D. And so we're talking, because I'm in fitness, so we're talking about nutrition that day. And then she's like, oh, you, you probably take a lot of vitamin D. I'm like, well, no, not really. And she's like, why not? I'm like, well... I'm outside in the sun all the time. She's no, she's like, you know, colored people don't absorb vitamin D as well as white people. I'm like, holy you shit. I, I looked it up and it's fucking true. I'm like, holy geez. We don't, we don't. Color, it's a fact. We don't absorb it as well as lighter skinned people. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're we, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, you know, like coming to this country, I didn't realize I could get a tan, but I got yeah. that tan. Oh yeah. But, but but the good thing about the place that I was working at, 
um, I, you know, I got some contacts, you know, I, I worked really well with the people there. And before I graduated, something amazing happened. One of the managers that I was working with called me. He says he's been trying to find me for months. Okay. Called me a few days before I graduated. I said, I have a job for you. So on the day that I graduated is the day that I started working as a, as a, as a trainee engineer. Oh, nice. Same day. Same day. Same <laughs> so day. That's so I moved from school straight into an engineering consulting firm. That's a blessing right there, right? Yes. Right. So, um, so I, I don't know if you know how the immigration process works, but no, after was, you graduate, I, I was, born, I, I was yeah. born here, so I have no clue that. Shit, that yeah. shit so, so after you graduate, um, you have to work for one full year straight in a full time job. Um, so they, they call it a not level job, an NOC level job. Okay. Right. So because I'm working in a, as a, in an engineering environment. Um, I could work that one full year and then apply for a permanent residency. So I worked there, um, got my, for the first time in my life, was able to work um, under an engineer. Yeah. At, right? the thing, at the thing you trained for and the thing yes. you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I got the skills, I got the talent, I got the, I got the knowledge, right? It was great. So after that year, I could apply for a permanent residency, but then I moved on to another job, which I'm still in right now. And that's the job that I, I, I I'm not going to say. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't say, don't say. Keep, keep that on the yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and I have my business in the background working on. Um, it's called Baby Crest. One of them yeah. is called Baby Crest. But um, I started my business like maybe a couple months, or no, maybe a year before the pandemic hit, and okay. I was building and building, and yeah. everything was kind of going great until Doug Ford decided that we should all stay home. Yeah, because what I did was I was moving from from location to location at pop ups and yeah. selling my products. Okay, right? yeah. but then the pandemic hit, everything went down the drain. So you would be doing like different kind of vendor uh, yeah. kind of things. So at different events, uh, yes. pay whatever fee, be a vendor, and yeah. then and get your product and your brand out that way. That's what I was doing, right? Yeah. So because of the pandemic, you know, um, not, not because of the pandemic, because of what Doug Ford did, his lockdown yeah. policies, shutting down the economy, that kind of destroyed everything. Okay. Right. So, so right now I, I'm in the process of rebuilding that. Yeah. And yeah. I think that um, many Canadians are doing that too. Now in that process, you actually became a full citizen. So congratulations on yes, that. Yes. A couple and of weeks ago. Congratulations yeah. on that. And Thanks. to your fam family, we're, we're blessed to have you here right now and well, well we'll reconsider that in like two years we'll see what happens yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens yeah but um so one of the interesting things is like knowing that your background knowing how you got here and your struggles to get here and to to be in the position you are in now um it's kind of different for somebody like me who's grown up in canada uh and i i've kind of seen stuff but i haven't seen it on on your on your scale where you come from another country, you immigrate here, you put yourself through all that, and now you're seeing this shift of culture. The thing that you guys motivated you to, to come here for is not the same that when yeah. you got here, right? And I think that that's um, when people online are, are, are you know talking back to you and, and saying shit, it's, they don't really understand that. That I, I've been to Jamaica, I've seen some parts of Jamaica, like, people here wouldn't survive in that, mm -hmm. in that atmosphere. And then for you to come here and make that decision to move you and your family yep. here to get a job, 
and then to see things deteriorate rather quickly, yeah. right? And 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 there's there are some places in Jamaica that I couldn't survive. Exactly, I'm, I'm yeah. telling you that straight up. Yeah, right. I don't know how some people do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, right? Yeah. So so it it does get tough there, right? Yeah. So I, so I left Jamaica looking for security, yeah. um, peace of mind, opportunity, right? Yeah. Uh, and the opportunity is still there. But I saw a different kind of opportunity after I got settled into this country yeah. and after I learned from the people here, I learned that I could do more. And yeah. in trying to do more, um, Doug Ford said, uh-uh-uh, no, <laughs> not right now, right? Yeah. Shut everything down, right? Um, and the, the security and peace of mind aspect is it, of it is that, you know, government stays out of your business. Yeah. I, I, I really like that about Canada up until 2020. Government just leaves you alone, yeah. mostly, right? Well, the, only thing they, the only thing they do here is just tax the hell out of you. Well, this, this, so this, transition, this transition was happening uh, as soon as Trudeau got into office. Like, I think yeah. that, I think people are fooled that this is like, uh, it just started happening when COVID, no, these, these policies and this change and shift in culture yeah. was a slow, slow thing that he started. Uh, it's like when I when I speak to some people that some of my friends in the U.S. and they talk, oh, we're living it, we're gonna end up in a socialist. I'm like, well, Canada's been in it for eight years, right? Yeah. We've we've been in it a lot longer. It's just it took us a long time to see the results of those kind of things. Now, when you came here, I kind of wanted you to paint a picture. Like, what was the biggest glaring difference socially, like within social like aspects of Canadian life? between when you came here to now like what's the biggest difference that you see between like the attitude of canadian people uh i think the biggest difference was just people leaving each other alone yeah i i i i think that that was it like you could just be yourself and just be left alone right in well in most aspects yeah right i i think that's the thing that i appreciated most when i first came to canada um so this is something you want to understand. So when you live in Jamaica, you have to have a sixth sense. And that sixth sense is um, protecting yourself, mm -hmm. right? P protecting yeah. your life and protecting your property. So yeah. you have to have that sixth sense. So there was a time when I was, when I was, when I was walking um, to my father's grocery store in, in Kingston. And there was a, I heard the sound of a bike coming really close to me. And just hearing that sound, I went like this. And then I felt a hand run all the way over my back, trying to get the gold chain from around our, Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. So when, when I came here to Canada, um, the, the, the same thing kind of followed me. The same sixth sense kind of followed me. Yeah. So I would, I would be walking and there would be the, a, a bicycle riding too close to me, right? Yeah. And then I would, get this, I would get the sensation to do like this. And do like this yeah create your space yeah yeah no 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 not create my space get the person off the bike get the person off. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that is that is that is like that's the sixth sense right yeah. somebody comes too close to you you're ready to defend yourself or attack yeah. so yeah. It, took, it took me a while to get out of that that that, that state yeah like i'm always in that state because i'm i'm a i'm a fighter right yeah. so like uh and a martial art, I'm a martial artist first, fighter second. Yeah. But um, like that's always on my mind. Like, like whenever I'm out, um, I'm always measuring distance. 
I'm saying, okay, is this person in my personal space too much? I'm always doing that. And, and like, so I understand what you mean by like a sixth sense. I I didn't grow up in the same conditions as you, but uh, over time as a martial artist, I, I understood the level of violence that can be out there in society and the, yeah. the, the random things that can happen and that simple things that you do to protect yourself, right? Yes, yes. Protect yourself. Your, like, um, like, for example, I'm not going to tell which pocket, but I always have keys wallet in the same pocket i know where things are at all times so if someone comes yeah. close to my wallet side i'm on i'm, I'm on guard if someone yeah. comes close to my key side i'm like okay i could lose my keys that's not a big deal but <laughs> yeah. I, tell, I, tell, I, I, joke, I joke with my wife all the time and i tell her that I, i'm not supposed to be alive right now yeah because all of the things that i went through while while living in jamaica like the the, the canadian audience right now listening wouldn't believe <laughs> no i don't think they would we live we we live a safe life here like yeah. um despite all the things that have gone on over the last three years it's it's hard to, mm -hmm. to like i'm proud to be a canadian i'm happy and i'm privileged to live here and i'm yeah. glad that i i was born and raised here and then my parents like my parents came from guyana and immigrated here and I, i'm glad that they did uh uh but at the same time you know it's not the same Canada I grew up with, and it's not the same Canada you came came here with. Definitely and, not. And now, when we're going back to like when you said well, people leave you alone, and I and I agree with that statement completely because the one of the biggest things that I've noticed over the last three years since this kind of shift and this started is everybody has an opinion on how you should live your life and how you should run your life, yeah. what you should do, what you should wear, how you should wear it where you should go, what you should mm -hmm. post, what's not allowed to be posted. Like the fact that, you know, you can't even be proud of your employer anymore because if you say something, they're going to find it on social media and fire you. These yeah. are all, these are all things like three or four years ago. We, if, if you told me, I would have been like, nah, you're stupid. You're, you're it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. But right. It's, it's all come true. <laughs> because over the, over the last, over the last couple of years, last three or four years or so, I've been noticing a, a huge shift. So I, I don't know, you, you probably see me speak about it, the, the fake yeah. liberals. I call them the fake liberals because they're not real liberals. Liberals yeah. believe in freedom. They, they, you know, they believe in giving you your space. These guys aren't liberals. They're fake liberals. Um, these guys are Marxists. That's what they are. Yeah. So I noticed that you know, people with your skin tone and my skin tone, we can't have an opinion opposite to theirs. And if we do, then we are Uncle Tom. We're racist. Um, we're, we're, we're racist somehow. Yeah. We're, we're our internal racism. That's what they call it. Yeah. Right. We're supporting white supremacists. We're far. So the other day I see them calling Myra um, a congressional. I think she was appointed to the U.S. Congress or Senate or something like that. You were calling her far right Latina. That's what they were calling her. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, and then Nancy Pelosi elbows her child. Like if that was, yeah, yeah I, I, I would have been up on stage throwing some <laughs> fucking haymakers right? at Pelosi. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, they, they, they have the claim to say that we're tokens of the right. What up, up this, this, whole, this whole entire time, people of color were tokens of the far left. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see it that way, but it's true. Tokens of the far left. Look at who's speaking out the most right now about um, um, the, 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 the social justice environment, the social justice warriors. Who are they? Are they people of color? No. 
No. no. They are the, the, the white fake liberals. They're the yes. ones who are more vocal, more vocal than you and I yes. about our own issues. Is that is, is that they don't realize that like we can deal with our own issues. Like we don't need your help. Yeah. And, and I, I don't need your help to think. And I don't need sorry. Uh, and yeah. the 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 people of color that are the ones that are speaking out on the liberal side, it's a very small amount of people. It's a very, like, they're the fringe minority. It's a very yes. small amount of people that are the ones that are speaking out on the far left that are of color. Because, to be honest, like, I got, I married into a white family. I don't see white supremacy. I don't see any of that stuff. To me, that is fake uh, language bullshit. Yeah. Because... I, I say this all the time. <clears throat> you don't people don't know what my wife's parents went through to mm -hmm. to become what they are today and to do what they are to, yeah. today. Like my wife's my wife's dad is a pastor. He's a man of God, and mm -hmm. he, he went through a lot of struggles together. There was no privilege in that yeah. whatsoever. I don't believe in that terminology. I don't believe in that. Of course, all walks of life, everybody has some sort of luck, right? Yeah. Some. So, so just as how you can't put all black people in the same category, yeah. you can't put all white people in the same category. Exactly. Not all white people come from the same place or have the same experience. You're from Guyana. Yeah. I'm from Jamaica. Our, our, our experiences are, sorry, your parents are from Guyana. Uh, yeah. I'm from Jamaica. Our experiences are going to be totally different. Different, yeah. We have white people from Eastern Europe, Eastern Europe who experience communism. Yeah. Who experienced racism, racism and, and, and racism, and their ancestors also experienced slavery. Yeah, there are many like... Eastern Europeans whose ancestors experienced slavery. So to say to them that they they have this this, this imaginary privilege, uh, they don't know what it means to struggle, they don't know what it, it means to move from country to country looking for a good life, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. this Marxist ideology that they have where they want to paint one group as evil and the other group as yeah, good. Yeah, and like to even put that in the greatest perspective, like my fam, my uh, my wife's family is uh, part Irish. Like the Irish people were slaves. Like <laughs> it's easy history. You can just yeah. you can you can read a book and find that out. So slavery comes in all forms of fashion, but that's in the past, right? And I think we're I think one of the biggest flaws of Canada right now is uh, we suffer from this um, presentism where we try to punish people of the past. Mm -hmm. uh, or we take people of the past and punish people of today for sins of people of the past. Like, hmm. like you can't like like I'll, I'll let's use um the Ryerson University for an example, right? The Ryerson, whatever he might have been a piece of shit, he might have been a slave owner, like whatever the case. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that white people of today are pieces of shits and slave owners and all that. Mm -hmm. That is in the past. So instead of learning from the past, we're trying to erase history. And when you erase history, history will repeat itself because you don't learn from it, right? So, so here's the thing with that. It's not entirely the people's fault. And let me tell you why. Okay. Politicians, um, whether it's conservatives, liberals, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Politicians have a tendency to use race, religion, ethnicity, culture, gender, sexuality as political weapons or poli yeah. political tools because it, it's easy it gets under the skin really easy it gets yeah. agitated really so easy they, they they use it they, they use it to get votes yeah right it's it's capital it's like it's like currency to them it's yeah. currency it's, it's kindling 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 to the fire yeah, yeah it, it, it's political currency right so they use that 
they divide society, put one group against the next and pretend as if they care. So it's up to the people to recognize that you're simply being used by these politicians and you must, you must stop allowing them to use you, yeah. right? Stop allowing them to use you in that manner. Stop allowing them to use the color of your skin to demonize somebody else. Yeah. Like this critical race theory thing that they have in school. Why is it important to teach white kids to hate themselves and teach black kids to be victims? Why is that important? Why? Why can't we? Listen, I know what the solution is, right? Yeah. Um, but for some reason, all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get heat when I talk no, about this. Just, just go, man. Just go. Yeah. We're having fun. We're having fun. I, I know what the solution is. The solution is to uplift communities. The solution, yeah. you know who Marcus Garvey is? Uh, I'm familiar with the name, but... Uh... Marcus Garvey is one of Jamaica's national heroes. He's the one that went to the U.S. and sparked the civil rights movement. Okay, yes, yes, now I remember, uh, yeah. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, all of them came from him, yeah. right? Marcus Garvey um, uh, was a proponent of capitalism, of free market capitalism, yeah. and he believed that the black man can rise up and be a, be a, be a competitor and be equals with the white man if he and, and, and if he or she becomes productive in society have their own businesses have their own banks have their own schools right yeah. develop their own economy yeah so, in, so right here in canada how we uplift the black community is by teaching the black community economics teaching them how yeah. to start businesses Yes. Right? Teaching and them how to be how to be good fathers, good mothers, raise families. That's how you do it. You don't do it by teaching them that they are victims of systematic racism, yes. are victims of this. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand yeah. completely. And I'll I'll even relate it to an easier example for anyone listening. Is like okay, so in Canada they do this. Uh, I call it bullshit. I, I agree with the movement. I don't agree with the the strategy, like the bullying thing, right? So what they do is they put on pink shirts. They all put on pink shirts and like, oh, let's stop fucking bullying. My bullying is yeah. bad. So let me tell you something. I'm a martial artist, okay? <clears throat> pink shirts don't stop someone from beating the shit out of you, hmm. right? Activism doesn't start stop someone from beating the shit out of you. You know what stops somebody from beating the shit out of you? Being able to defend yourself. Being able to defend yourself. Empowering yourself. Giving yourself the tools and stop yeah. being a victim, right? People who get bullied, and I hate to say this, are often people who let themselves get bullied. It's right true. when I grew up, I got bullied because, and I'm not. This is not critical of my parents; they didn't know any better. But they taught me to kind of succumb to the bully and just, you know, and get the teacher or whatever. That's not how you stop stop it. You stop it by empowering yourself. By stop, yes. like you said, stop being a victim, right? So how and and when we take that same example and we translate it to what we're talking about now is well, how do you stop? people of color from being victim well you empower them with education you yeah. teach them you teach them like i i read something or i listened to a video the other day it was a uh, one of the black leader in, in the black community he was saying that um african-americans spent two billion dollars on air jordans last year mm -hmm. two billion dollars on air jordans something they don't need instead we could have educated them instead of buying that shoe mm -hmm. and making someone else rich for for a friggin' shoe that a lot of people don't even wear because it's some sort of collector's item you could have Understand. yeah tell me. Let, me let me tell you something though in 2019 is when i had my own great awakening i'm gonna i'm gonna show you something yeah 2018 um when my son was born 
I walked into a bookstore and I saw a book. And I'm like, oh, I remember this book. I was I, like in, in 2005, before I graduated high school, somebody told me I, I, I need to buy this book, but I never bought it. And then I saw it in the store in 2018. I said, you know what? It's time for me to buy this book and read yeah. it. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Rich Dad, Poor Dad. When I, I read that book and I had a mini awakening. Yeah. One of the parts that, that, that stuck out to me was that the government, uh, governments, the US government, Canadian government, Jamaican government, all over the world yeah. has their own um, securities commission, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Where these securities commissions say that you can't invest in certain businesses unless you are a, what do they call it? Um, what do they call that investor? Um, a parent? Uh, in, uh, no, no, we're a retail investor. No, no, accredited investor. Okay, yeah, yeah. Where, where, you, where you, are, you are worth a million dollars or more. You have to be yeah. an accredited investor to invest in certain. Yeah, um, in Canada, in, in North America, they call it institutional investor. Yeah, yeah. right, right. So, so you have to be that investor to invest in certain businesses. Right. So, for example, um, a rich, wealthy person can't come to a poor man like me and say, hey, I have this business here. I want you to invest in it. It's yeah. illegal. You yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. So, so the, the system has these laws built in that claim that it's protecting people. But what it's doing is holding people back. Yeah. And, and I, you, see I, that, you see that $2 billion that the black community spent. Right, these this community could be investing their money. Exactly, in that's exactly what I was I was bringing it back around to. And even to take that further, because uh, I, I invest a lot of money too, right? And one of the things that like there's pre market and post market trading, right? So <clears throat> pre market and post market is fancy terms for rich people trading, right? I'm not allowed to trade during those hours unless I have a certain type of account with a certain amount of money into it. So Ridiculous. they can manipulate. So after hours, a company will report their earnings and it would be bad and the stock will drop 20%. I can't do a goddamn thing about it until the next day because I'm a retail investor mm -hmm. and I don't have a certain amount of money. So when the market opens, I am screwed because the rich people decided to sell, right? Yeah, the, 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 the stock market is a whole scam, a whole scam because yeah. by the time that company goes public, the rich folks already made their. They money. already made their money off the IPO. <laughs> the IPO, right. right? And then when you when you invest in your little stocks now, you're making more money. Yeah, right. Like it's, it's a it's a pyramid scheme. Well, yeah, it, it, you can make money on it. You got to be smart. You got to study. Yeah, you can. You got to be smart and study. Yeah. If 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 you buy a company that just IPO'd, in six months you better be ready to sell because there's a there's a time limit when those uh those guys can sell right. So yeah. when they take a cup pump. Got company public so if that stock goes up significantly in six months sell that shit because they're about to dump their shares and take their money <laughs> yeah. but uh but like you were saying that's how we empower th those kind of communities but that's not what they want to talk to you about that's not what they want to do in the schools and that that's not what the team and so that's why like my daughter is four years old i already opened up accounts for her i'm already teaching her how to invest she's only four she doesn't understand she doesn't yeah. but but i'm putting those seeds into her head that you know when you're 16, 17, 18, and you're looking to move on to the next phase of your life and you're, you're thinking about what to do, you know, where when I grew up, it was, you know, you go to school, you graduate high school, you get a degree, you go, yeah. uh, you go to university, after university, you get a job and you work. It's all rubbish. <laughs> it's all this, it's all, it was always laid out to me as this system. 
right? Yeah. A system of how you should live your life. And, and, and sa save your money, put it into the bank, rubbish. Yeah. Rubbish. <laughs> and so, and and I'm like the deviant in, in my family and because I followed zero of that freaking path. I, I did go to university. But when I finished university, I'm like, yo, man, I want to fight. So I started training as a fighter. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, about, you know, five or six years ago, I was like, uh, you know, I wanted to work in fitness. And that's a tough business, right? And, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work. In, and it was tough. And then going into COVID was actually for fitness industry for some people the way my business was structured it was a blessing i was able to keep yeah. operating in the lockdowns and all that but you know i didn't follow the blueprint and like you said the blueprint is save your money put it in a bank well yeah. it was like two years ago i figured out you know my when i when when you get a paycheck and it goes straight to the bank i asked i tell this to some of the young guys that i i train and i train with now i'm like when you get a paycheck and it goes into the bank do you ever see your money and they're like what do you mean and they're like Stop. yeah they're, they're, like, they're like it's on the screen so yeah. like if i go it says i have x thousand months of dollars i'm like no that's that's a number on a screen when the they give you a check especially if it's direct deposit which most most companies do now you work for so long you actually never physically get to hold your money and it's never physically in your possession. It's just a number on the screen. The minute it goes to the bank, the bank is spending it. Yeah. When when it's in a bank vault, that's a liability for the bank. So what they do is they go and lend that money out to somebody else and yeah. put an interest rate on it. They take they send another portion of your money to their capital investing. They invest in stocks. They invest yeah. in foreign exchange. Your money's never there. So it's a number on the screen. So if the system collapses, there goes all your money. And and the thing is, it's not even money. <clears throat> It's not even money. It's not no. money. It's not. It's not real money, right? It's 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 all fake. It's it's fiat currency. It's not money. Yeah, and it's even worth less now mm -hmm. after this last th last three yeah. years. I wanna I wanna go back to something that 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 um, we were talking about systematic racism. Yeah. I don't think systematic racism exists anymore. Neither do I. I think I think it's just systematic oppression, yeah. because because white people, black people indigenous people everybody is being oppressed by this system it's systematic oppression and i'm going to tell you why because yeah. it connects to everything we talked about bullying bullying right yeah this past two years of the covid19 pandemic has seen the greatest bullying i have seen in my entire life the yeah, federal government the provincial government bullying their own citizens yeah right so what happened was that they said, hey, if you don't take this vaccine, you're going to lose your job. Yep. You won't be able to fly. You won't be able to go on a train. You won't be able to cross the border. You won't be able to, um, you won't be able to go into a restaurant. You won't be able to, at one point, you can go to a park with your no, kid. I, I almost got, I almost got, I put out a video on this. I almost got like uh, into a fight with a bylaw at a park because me and my buddy were hit, we're hitting pads like we wanted to like do some pad work do some boxing yeah. and they're like no it's not six feet and i'm like i i was starting raging man i'm like yo yeah. i just i just want to punch man just leave me alone so so, so here here's the thing the majority of the people who survived are are got through this bullying with ease without having to be forced to take the vaccine are who yeah can you guess who who are the people 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 who are ind independent free thinkers yes so entrepreneurs 
you know, people who own their own businesses, yeah. the wealthier people, people who can say, hey, you know, I'm not taking this. Yeah. Jump on a plane and go to Mexico to live out the rest of your life. <laughs> or, 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 you know, your bills are all paid. You don't have yeah. no mortgage. You're just chilling looking at the government and say, hey, come and try. Come and try to get me to take this yeah. vaccine because you don't really have anything to lose. And it's the same thing with Jamaica, actually. And yeah. this is the opposite side of the spectrum. And it's funny. The reason why the government couldn't get a majority of Jamaicans to be vaccinated is because the majority is poor. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird yeah. because because what happened is that the majority that's poor, like um, they, they live on farms or they live in their own homes. So yeah, they're paying a little rent and stuff, but they have their own little small businesses. Yeah. Jamaica has more entrepreneurs than Canada. Yeah, because the, the, the farmers and the, the small farmers and the farming communities yeah. can essentially provide for themselves without the government. They can eat. We, yeah, they can we, we can't eat here unless you go to the grocery store. Precisely. You can go, you can see a tree and climb on that tree and grab a mango and eat that. Yeah, You're good. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't right? do that here. Can't, you can't do that here. Yeah. Right? Right? So, so, so in, in Jamaica, it's opposite, right? The, the, the poorer folks could resist, yeah. right? Because they have the little corner shops or, or you know, the little, little stalls that they can sell and make money. And the government has no control over it because the government doesn't even know their business exists. Yeah. Right? So they're you, fine. The only way for them here, to stop it is to burn the whole freaking the thing down. And that's precisely. It. Yeah. Right. So here now in Canada, um, the people who are most affected are people who are tied into the system. Yeah. Where you know you work at these banks, you work at this, these government businesses, or you work at you work with companies that have contracts with government, then you're screwed. <laughs> and I can't tell. Like I'm. I want to say this. I, I think I said it before, but. I can't tell everybody how many times I've had grown ass men, grown ass men who are my friends for years, crying to me, saying they didn't want to take this, but they had to because if they didn't, they would lose their job and their family needs them to provide for them right now. Yeah. And they were forced to do it. And <clears throat> I I could I was in a different position where nobody's forced me to do I can do whatever the hell I want, right? I run my own business, yeah. I'm good. So I, I, I couldn't feel their pain, but I felt their pain. And but the only thing I could say to them is, you know, you're a grown man and you have to look at yourself in the mirror every day. Do what you think is best for you and your family. And yeah. most, of, most of them, almost all of them took it, right? Because when they looked in the mirror, they're like, well, this is what I have to do to provide for my family. Now, the sad thing about that is that we're putting, you, we're putting people's health at risk with that. Yeah. Because no, like... I can understand the, the the big push at the start. Let's everybody get vaccinated, whatever. But as time went on and we realized they weren't as effective as they said they were, um, there were more side effects and conditions than advertised. As time went on, they kept making that push and people started realizing that a little bit. And they're like, man, man I don't know if I want to do that, but I have to do that. And to put somebody in that position, if you're a CEO, if you're a business owner, and you put somebody in that position because of your own beliefs or whatever the hell you believe at your house, to put somebody else in that position, to may have to make that decision that with something that could potentially hurt them more than help them, you're a piece of shit. I'm just gonna say yeah. it. you're a piece you're of evil. shit. You're evil. You're a piece of shit. And 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 that's a lot of people. That's a lot of companies. And some people are going to listen to this and I'm going to say, you're a piece of shit for doing that. Yeah. You can redeem yourself. <laughs> you can redeem yourself, but you're a piece of shit. Like, yeah. 
for even putting other human beings in that position and then to go back and say, you know, it's for the best of everybody. No, that wasn't no. the best of everybody. Yeah, Listen, I, I'm, I'm somebody like this. If, if a new iPhone comes out, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm waiting to see how many pockets it explodes in yeah. <laughs> before I go get it. Yeah. So when, when, when the vaccine first came out, of course I'm not going to take it because it's a new product. Right, it's a product. That's what it is. Yeah. Right. It's not some miracle drug that's made of water. Yeah. Oh, it's an. It's a. Let's face. Let's tell. Let's, they're gonna. They're gonna. Spotify will put the little warning label. It's a fucking experimental. Yeah. Let's, right. Yeah. It's a, it's a product. It's a new product that came on the market, and they say, "Hey, um, we're rolling this out to select groups." I'm not gonna take it. I have. I've gotten calls before from pharmaceutical companies say, "Hey, do you want to do a trial? We pay you five hundred dollars." I'm like, "Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. I'm not interested." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I can make five hundred dollars another way. I am not interested in using my body as your test subject. Yeah. So why on earth would I do the same with the COVID-19 vaccine? Yeah, exactly. No, I agree with 100%. 100%. Right? It, it didn't make sense. So, so, so when it came out, of course, I didn't take it. But then the, the real push started in, um, in uh, maybe February, March of 2021. Yeah. Where they, they were start pushing it on people. And I'm like... Mm, something something strange is going on here. You you want you want to give me ice cream so I can take your vaccine? You, yeah. You want to you, you want to put a gun, a, a land a lotto ticket? Like, a burger? A burger. Dre, dress 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 up as Superman so that I take it? Yeah. 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 In, in Jamaica, they were giving they were giving poor people um ten thousand Jamaicans Jamaican dollars to take a vaccine, and they were giving them KFC. <laughs> <laughs> This is the first time I'm cursing on your show since you started. You can do it. What the fuck? <laughs> here's a shot and here's some chicken. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Like, like you're going to take an experimental product for a piece of chicken? <laughs> 10,000 Jamaican dollars is, what, 100 Canadian dollars? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. What's right? So it was clear that something was wrong, something strange. They never did this with the flu vaccine. I haven't taken a flu vaccine in God knows when. I don't I think, remember. The, I, I think I, I think I think I did it once or twice when I was younger, and that's about it. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't even remember what vaccines I have. I don't. Even, yeah. I don't know what my vaccination card looks like. I don't know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> so there's so there's some people who say that. Oh, this is not new. We always have to be vaccinated to travel. I have never had to be vaccinated to go anywhere. I, no, I've never been asked. I've never been asked anywhere in my I life. I don't know where my vaccination card is. Yeah, no, I've never, I've never traveled with it. I'm sure I have it somewhere in my files. But yeah. I've, when I, when I'm getting ready to get on a plane and go, it's I got my passport, I got my ID if I need it, I got some money, we're good to go. We got travel insurance, maybe that's about it. If yeah. A if a company, if a country requires me to take a vaccine coming to their country and it's not going to go yeah exactly simple as that right yeah yeah it's, sure the country is within their rights to mandate if, if the, listen if the country says that you have to enter our country naked it's your decision to enter their country naked <laughs> that's uh, their uh, rules <laughs> depending on if it's spain i might do that yeah they got that's a good right so, yeah right so i can choose whether or not i'm going to enter your country naked yeah all right or stay the hell home yeah yeah right? it's your so, choice right it's not an excuse um, for, you know, this country banning people from going on a plane or a train to leave. I'm a dual Jamaican-Canadian citizen. At the time when the ban came in, I was only a Jamaican citizen, not a permanent resident. 
Yeah. Like there is no good excuse to say, Devon, you can't leave Canada to go to Jamaica. Yeah. No good excuse because Jamaica can't prevent me from coming in. I, I was hoping that they did so I could launch a lawsuit against the government and get rich. I was, yeah. I was hoping, I was saying, yeah. please, please ban me from coming into the country so I can find me a lawyer. <laughs> get, get, get some money, get some oh, money. Yeah. I was prepared, right? Yeah. But that didn't happen because it couldn't because it's unconstitutional. No, yeah. And um, now you were, you were at the, um, in Ottawa during February, right? You went to, yeah. yeah. Now, <clears throat> This is this is a this is one that pisses me off a lot. I'm gonna try not to get mad. Mm-hmm. That it was such the most. This was the most. I'm trying to find the right word, but dis disappointed. This is the most disappointed I've ever been mm-hmm. in Canadian media, Canadian corporations, Canadian public in general, mm-hmm. because for the first time in two plus years. It was the first time I felt some hope. It was the first time I felt spirit. It was the first time I felt Canadian spirit again. Like it just so happened that the day they were driving through the GTA, I had to go to Pickering uh, to see one of my clients. And I just happened to be driving at the front of the convoy where they had the big ship one on the freaking thing. And I was like, freaking hot. I, it was one of the day, most days in two years. I was, I was, I was full of glee and happiness. Yeah. Right. And I, it was unfortunate while it was happening, I was working on the weekend, so I couldn't get down there, but I did see real footage, not the fake footage that mm-hmm. the news put out, the real footage and what really happened and how peaceful yeah. it was and how amazing it was and how what it, when a history is written, when history will be written about this, it will probably be one of the most significant moments in Canadian history. It needs and, a holiday. Yeah. And you were there for that. And I want you to describe as a black person mm-hmm. that was there, which was what they were trying to portray was you people like you weren't there, right? It was only a white so fringe fringe. I want you to describe to me your experience there, what it was like, what it was like as a colored person there with other colored people, because I damn well know there was, what it was like there. So for first off. First of all, I want to say this. My two kids, my, my son, Elias and Aiden, and my wife, they are, before Freedom Convoy, they were my connection to Canada. They're, they're, that's all I have here. My yeah. wife and my two kids. They're my connection to Canada. Right? I could have gone, I could have decided, hey, you know, I'm going to pack up and leave Canada, go back to Jamaica or wherever it is, because I didn't really have a connection here other than them. But freedom convoy happened. And I'm going to tell this to you straight up to your listeners right yeah. now. Listen to what I'm saying right now. When freedom convoy happened, I gained a new family. There you go. These, these people grounded me in Canada, right? These, these people gave me a reason to stay here. Yeah. These people are now my, are now my additional connection to this country. When, when I was in Ottawa, I didn't feel like a black man. Yeah. You felt like a Canadian. I felt like a Canadian. Listen, when I was talking to these people, the, the, these, these people other than my family are the only people that have made me, made me feel like a Canadian before I became a Canadian. Yeah. They, said, they said to me that 
They said to me, Devon, you are more Canadian than most Canadian people I had known. This was before I became a Canadian. This was before I even went to Freedom Convoy. I said, I said, I, I released, a, released a set of video. I can yeah. send it, send them to you. It's in my story still. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking about what's going on. I was connecting with other people's pain because they were seeing my pain because I was, I was in a depressed state, yeah. a very depressed state. I was like, how can this be happening? How can Canadians be wishing for their fellow Canadians to die because they didn't take a vaccine? How can you be wishing for me to lose my children? How can you be wishing for me to lose my job? What is wrong with you? Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you? What kind of demon crawled up in your ass and went <laughs> into your mind, went yeah. into your heart? Where yeah. did the demon come from? And people connected with that, with what I was saying. And I said to the people, I am going to Freedom Convoy because I'm going to stand up for my freedom. I'm going to stand up for my children's future. I'm going to stand up for the Canadian children. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to stand up for the Jamaican children because I believe that what's happening here is also connected in Jamaica. Just taking a stand here in Canada means that I'm taking a stand for Jamaica as well. Yeah. When I went to Freedom Convoy, I... I went with my family, I went with my wife and my two sons. They, they, so most people wouldn't see them on camera because they were in the so, hotel room most yeah, of the time, yeah. right? Because it was cold. Well, it's a February in Canada. It's a cold, and it's and Ottawa too. <laughs> it was cold. And for me, somebody like me that hates the cold, to go to Ottawa in that kind of weather, you must know, you must know that it's serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I must have had a good reason, a, a good reason yeah. to leave my house in Barry drive four what four or five hours to ottawa to stand outside with a with video cameras in the cold freezing my ass off yeah when i was there the people that i saw i didn't i didn't see no white people i didn't see no no indian yeah. people no i didn't see no asian people i saw canadians yeah and i'm quite sure that's how they saw me as well they saw a canadian walking around conversing with them that's what they saw yeah. right the, i got i got more hugs at freedom convoy in one day than i've got in my entire life there i hugged go. more people in my entire life i see and, and the thing and this is what people don't understand we spoke about um the fact that uh white people come from a diverse background yeah a lot of eastern europeans were at the freedom convoy absolutely all yeah. this because i've spoken to them I, 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 met a, I met a family from Russia. They still had that strong Russian accent, yeah. right? And I had, um, I don't know if you saw this picture when I was standing up in front of Trudeau's office. Yeah, right? I, yeah I saw that one, yeah. yeah. So you see that red hat that I was wearing? Yeah. I had another hat under it because, <laughs> because it was so cold. Yeah. I went into a store to get warm and I bought another hat. Yeah. I had trouble putting the hat on, right? So this, this Russian lady, she was a grandma. She just came up to me and said, hey, here, let me help you. And she was there helping me put in my hat. It, it felt like what my mother was helping. Yeah, exactly. Did I see this lady as a white lady? No. no, no. Did she see me as a black man? No. We just saw each other as human beings. And as somebody who, like, that's what Canadians are supposed to do. Somebody who you're supposed to help. Yeah. When you see, when you see someone in need, somebody you're supposed to help. And, and I, I don't think this video got anywhere public, but I remember it. And I remember it, it was after they broke the, the fucking convoy up and all that stuff. Um, one of the CBC reporters or CTV reporters, they got stuck. Their car got stuck. And who yeah. the hell, who, who helped them out? Freedom who helped Convoy. The Freedom Convoy trucker. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. And these are the same people you were labeling, the same people that they were vilifying in the media, the same people they were calling yeah. massage assholes. Those are the same people who helped you yeah. out of a yeah. out of a bind. And let and let me debunk some stuff right now. Yeah, yeah go ahead. So go so they were saying that there were these Nazi flags and yeah. these um swastikas all over all over the place. Yeah. When I was there, I never saw one, not even one. Sure, I saw the picture and I saw the video. Yeah. In that video, the participants of the Freedom Convoy were clearly running that person away. They told him to get lost. They yeah. didn't want him there. The guy, the guy in the mask, right? The guy in the mask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when I was there, I saw no hate. I saw no racism. I saw no sweat sickers. I saw no, um, sorry, cut, cut. Sorry, what's the flag? The uh, Confederate flags. Confederate flag. I saw no Confederate flag. No, those were plants. Right. And I'm 100% sure they're plants. And the one swastika sign was taken out of context as well. It was the person was re referring to our government as the yeah. Germans. Uh, they weren't saying that they were there because they were Nazis. They were there because yeah. the sign, uh, maybe, uh, you know. In that was a bad idea. In, retro <laughs> in retrospect, poor choice of signage. Yeah. Yeah. But it was taken out of context, but as you said, it was used as political fire because that was a situation where, you know, Trudeau saw it as a prime opportunity to use race to yeah. split people up yes. uh, and to use, oh, these people are racist because they yeah. have a swastika. So they made sure, so, so, so as to ensure that people of color didn't take the freedom convoy sign because a lot of people of color are vaccinated. Yeah. Right. And um, the black Canadians um, represent high in the in, in in the in the communities that um are most vaccine hesitant uh raging around like 50 percent yeah. that high right so to ensure that these the this, this set of people didn't join the freedom convoy they had no choice but to paint the freedom convoy as a That's white supremacist white nationalist white nationalist um nazi event yeah right yeah. and in doing that they censored the voice of the of people of color. They took away their choice. Yeah, that's what they did. They, they 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 took away their choice to decide whether or not to support this movement because they lied. Yeah, and from all the colored people I know, and I know a lot of damn colored people. Every one of them was cheering them on. They're like, good. Yeah. Like, here's the thing I love, and this is what like, I love being white, married into a white family. Because you know, white people do a lot of crazy shit. I love white people for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because sometimes colored people are like, hey, man, you know, I don't agree, but I'm just going to sit back. But white people are like, fuck it, let's go. And and that's what I love about it. That's what makes Canada the yeah. best melting pot of people because we got both sides there. And I, there's not one colored person I, I know. I know a lot of damn colored people that the, they were all cheering them on. And here's the other thing. Did you see my video, my, my video that made it to Fox News? Yeah, the one on Tucker, right? Tucker covered it. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so it goes to what you were saying, just now. you know, white people will get up and, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll just do what they need to do. Yeah. Right. So I asked the question to people of color or the fake white liberals, where were you? Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, where were you when I needed the support? If the people in, at, at the Freedom Convoy are racist or white supremacists, like you're labeling them. Well, these people are the best racist white supremacists I've ever met. <laughs> They're better than you. Yeah, where were you? Why were why were if they were so racist? Why weren't you over there trying to stop them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. They're 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 better people than you. They have a better morality 
than you. They are better human beings than you. So what does that what does that say about you? That is the question. If yeah. these people are so are these horrible Nazi white nationalists, white supremacists that want to kill all black people, yet they're the ones who stood up for us, what does that say about you? Doesn't say much. But th this is what where we've kind of descended to as a country so right and and um we rather use what perception gives us and what social media gives us and what the news gives us than actually sit and talk to a person right and and i, I don't know if you watched the interview i did with melissa lastman she lanceman sorry i hate i pronounce her name wrong all the time um but she said she said it plain and simple people in ottawa and when she was talking about that she was referring to the government they don't talk to people outside of ottawa so when leader when leadership attitude reflects leadership right it's a good old saying that comes from football you can find in every any any sports movie attitude reflects leadership mm -hmm. and when leadership doesn't take the time to talk to its people the people that they're supposed to represent how do you think that trickles down well it trickles down to this way when things and tensions get risen and things and people have disagreements instead of Saying there, hey man, why are you so why are you so vexed? Tell me, tell me your side of the story. Tell me why, so I can understand. Instead of doing that, we quickly just go to the news. Oh, and we take that as a fact. And yeah. that's what that person is about. And that's that person is a terrible person because they have an opposite point of view. Whereas, like, I don't hate any liberals. I don't hate any NDPers. I don't hate any people on the right. I don't hate any people on the left. I don't give a damn what you believe in. You're entitled. To any political beliefs you want you're entitled to do anything you want to do you can believe whatever you want to the only thing i ask is that you respect me as a person and if i have a difference of opinion we talk about it and if we don't agree we just agree to disagree and that's what it might and, and leave, leave me alone and <laughs> how, how do we solve the problem well we vote i vote for the person that i believe will solve the issues and do the things i want you vote for a person if your person wins you know, I might not be happy, but hey, that's the democratic process. I'll live with it for four years or however how long, and then we'll we'll make another. You here's, know, here's, here's the problem though. Canada has betrayed its citizens. Absolutely, I agree. people felt betrayed because this is not what they signed up for. Yeah. They didn't sign up for their charter rights to be abused, and now people are realizing that the charter of rights is just a piece of paper doesn't mean anything no right if the government can coerce you um, into taking an injection or and and, uh, and if you don't force you into uh, a life of poverty the charter of rights doesn't mean anything no right so in regards to voting voting in people there was a time when it didn't matter it didn't matter whether it's the liberals or the conservatives it, it didn't matter they they just came and they, they did the same thing but they largely left you alone yeah no, it's different. They're not leaving you alone. They're coming into your house. Yeah, exactly. they're coming inside of your body. They're 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 coming in. They're coming for your children. Yeah, right. They're, they're coming for your. Come, they're coming for your paycheck now, right? Yeah, and, they're and coming for your property. They're, they're coming for everything. Oh yeah. no! Oh, nothing and be happy. They're 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 coming for everything. So the, the the times are different right now. So so you see what I want people to understand, and and not just conservatives are not just liberals. I want everybody to understand that you can't have this die-hearted um, support for a political party just because it's called conservative 
are just because it's called liberal or NDP. Yeah. Look at how the liberal has switched up. They're no longer liberals. They're Marxists. No. Right. Uh, yeah. well, 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 Trudeau himself is a fascist. He's a fascist. Right. Well, the followers of the Liberal Party, they're Marxists. Right. Yeah. That's what they are. Right. The Conservative Party right now today are actually the real liberals. Yeah, they're liberals. And and uh, they're the real that the, real liberals. The, right? the, the funny thing is, is that, you know, sometimes people will label me as alt right or right or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like. When I actually sit and talk about and think about issues that are, are dear to me, it's I'm actually more of a libertarian than anything. Same. Right? Um, I'm not conservative. I'm libertarian. I'm, yeah, I'm a libertarian. Uh, I, I am willing to talk to people about issues. Um, I'm willing to see their side of it. And my my thought and view on most things is that we should find a common ground most of yeah. the time. And, and the only way to do that is talk about it. I don't think that, you know, the right right way is the way to do it or the left way is the way to do it. I think that there's, we need to find more common ground. That's how I have always believed traditionally. And, um, but you know, if I want to be left alone now, it makes me all right. You know, if I just want to say, Hey, I just want to run my business, pay my taxes and you leave me the fuck alone. Then, Oh, you're all, you're all right. Yeah. Um, if I want to run my business and pick on everything that you do, Oh, you're you're far left. Like we put these labels on things automatically now. When it never used to be like that, and and the the politicians have played that game really really well. They've 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 done a great job at dividing. So anyone who is in in the center now is the far right. Yes. Anyway, you know what I mean. I think Elon Musk put out a tweet where he where he put himself is like that's where he was. He was a liberal, but the the right is the left is yeah. so far left. He's become right, right? Yes. <laughs> and yes, and um, and they've played that game really, really well. And you know, we're entering a time in Canadian history where we're the most divided nation, and people would be like, no, we're not, no, we're the fucking like we we. I love the U.S. I'm a big fan of U.S. I'm a big fan of the United States. You know, me and my wife are, you know, working on ways that we can get down there a little bit and do business there and live there part time as well. Um, and as Canadians, as somebody growing up here, I've always heard Canadians talk shit about the Americans. Like, yeah. Amer Americans are so divided. They, they do this. They do that. And then when I, after the last three years and I sit and I, and I just sit and I think about it, I'm like, we're no better. We're no better. Yeah. The only difference is we're not pulling out guns and shooting each other, but we're no better. We're we are we are no better. We're no different. We're just we're the same, uh, and we act violently just in a different way. Yeah. Right. Right. What the what the U.S. has that this country doesn't has is real protections. Well, well protection that that Biden is trying to destroy right now, but Con they have, constitution. Yeah, they have real so, so Biden right now is trying to destroy the Supreme Court. Is trying to destroy the constitution. They're they're trying to destroy the republic. That's what they're yeah. trying to do. Because yeah. if they destroy the rep republic, then that's they control the whole. Yeah. yeah, they control the whole world. The only the only thing that's standing between their goals and you know you know taking our property and enslaving us is the U.S. republic. That's yeah. the only thing that's stopping them. Yeah. Right. Well, let me ask you a question though, and it goes back to having a conversation with people. Have you ever seen a conversation or a debate between a white supremacist and a black person like face to face or like through the internet like through the internet like a debate a state set no not really no 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 right no right no. Why, why do you think that is 
because if that was made public, they would make it so surprising that they could probably find a common ground somewhere. Precisely. They don't want them to learn from each other. They don't want them to understand each other. Yeah. You see, if, you see, if they, so here's the thing, white supremacists, I believe that they are being misled by certain groups, right? Like I'm, I'm not talking about the head hunters who really hate black people and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I, I believe that they're, they're, they're misled in some aspects. And in some aspects, they have a point. And let me tell you why. Some white supremacists believe that um, there are black groups that plan to wipe out the white race. Yeah. It's true. It's not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Yeah. There are black militant, black nationalist groups who want revenge against white people for slavery. Yeah. They exist. Black well, terrorists, right? So they. I, I would go on a limb and say BLM might be a little bit of part of that, maybe. They exist, right? Yeah. It's, it, right? So they have a point there, right? But the problem is that conversations aren't taking place to diffuse the white, the white supremacists and to diffuse the black supremacists. Yeah. They exist. So the fact that we don't see we don't we don't see any conversations about this it should tell you something. It should tell you that they don't want they us don't. to talk. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> they don't. No, the less talk the less talking citizens do to each other the more they can control everybody's yeah. way of thinking. And that's where like I wanted to lead into next is like what we're facing now is we have this weird jagmeet friggin liberal coalition bullshit um it, i mean i can go on and on about that but that is what it is um but we have this conservative party uh that is going through this magnificent transition i would call it because okay. this could make or break canada in my opinion yeah. um how this kind of pans out now we have a bunch of candidates i know like you're you are you know a big follower of roman baber and 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 uh, support of his uh there's leslin lewis there's sheree uh polyev and then the well patrick brown i'm glad he's out gone yeah Sc screw that Evidence. he's sleazy as fuck fuck yeah. that guy um, and scott i i don't even know who the hell he is he ain't gonna win <laughs> he ain't yeah. the fact the fact that you just said that i'm like who the fuck is that guy he's, he's not gonna win he's erin o'toole liked He's not gonna win. He ain't gonna win shit. Okay, so the, yeah. in in my eyes, there's three main candidates: uh, Leslin, Baber, and Polyev. Sharae is a liberal. He's yeah. Un, 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 unfortunately, Sharae is a main candidate as well because he's trailing behind Pierre. Unfortunately, he's not gonna win shit. If he wins, I'm I'm out. If he wins, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he if he wins, I am going straight to the PPC. Yeah, well, uh, I'll talk to you about this, something about that off air. Uh, yeah. But uh, the interesting part about this is that we, the, the the main candidates there, they actually, you're, it's quite a diverse bunch, right? It's quite a diverse bunch on, on, on how you perceive things. Like, for example, Leslin Lewis, you know, she is appeals to you know the more religious the Chris she's more on the, on the Christian side she's very religion yeah. uh, uh she's very pro-life uh her policies make a little bit more sense in some terms um but she's very soft-spoken mm -hmm. right and 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 I, I spoke about this with uh Melissa but she kind of sidestepped the questions Leslie checks all the boxes 
Like if this was black, if this was America, black America would love that one. She's black. She's religious. She's mm -hmm. a conservative. You know, she checks all the boxes. Yet Canadians kind of don't even pay attention to that, right? Yeah. They they they're always like, we need women leaders. Well, here you have a woman leader. We need black leaders. Well, here you have a black leader. Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the problem, guys? Mm -hmm. Well, well, isn't this what we wanted? You're begging for it for years. Mm -hmm. here, here she is. Yeah. But but. You know, I find like she doesn't get the traction because that community doesn't really want that. Yeah. They, they say me, they want that, but they don't want that. Let, let me say something about that, about, um, you know, want, want, wanting a black leader. Come from a, coming from a country that is mostly black. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to look at someone's skin. Yeah. Think, I, I don't either. I'm just referring to what they... I know. I know, but most people do, right? Like they look at Obama and say, oh, first yeah. black first person. First black person, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Uh, coming from where I'm coming from, Jamaica, I'm fully aware that black leaders have been enslaving their citizens for a very long time. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. Right. So, it, so in in Jamaica, we say something. We don't we don't trust blackface <laughs> because behind that blackface, um, you know, you, you, you have somebody working for the colonialists, yeah. uh, working for the, the corrupt world organizations. Right. Yeah. So, so I want to say to your viewers here: don't trust a face simply because the face is black or white or, or asian or look at, yeah. look at what they're saying and look at what they're doing so leslie for me i like her i i do like her i think i think she is a strong candidate and she can stand up for herself in the house of commons i i really do think she can yeah right um so one of the reasons why why i think canadians shy away from her is her pro-life stance yeah. I, and i think people don't understand what she's saying Leslie isn't saying that she's going to ban abortion. She's just saying that she wants to get to the root cause of why, why? women need abortion in the first place. Yeah. Right. That, that's what she wants to tackle. So she wants to provide support for women, provide support for families, so that women don't feel like they need to get the abortion to have a life. Because that's one of the problems. And I shouldn't even be having this conversation because yeah. um, this conversation, I think, should be reserved for, for the women to speak about this. I'm going to say, as a matter of fact, I'm going to bring something up, something up yeah. with you after I'm done with this point yeah. about what the men should be talking about, yeah. right? And it's going to be very controversial. So so, so, so Leslie is coming from the point of view that um, throughout history, when women become pregnant and have children, it's like, it's like their life is over or they can't do the things that they love. They yeah. can't go to school. They can't go to work. So Leslie is saying, yo, like, let's fix that. Let's do something about that. Let's empower women. Let them know that you can have children. You and can You can have a life. You can have a career. You can do all these things. It's true to the start. It's yeah. possible. Let me tell you the conversation that men should be having. No. If women want to have abortion up to nine months let, let, let's let's say for argument's sake well, I, I know that's, I, that's touchy for me right <laughs> I, I i i i personally don't agree with having abortion up to nine yeah, months that's, that's that's barbaric right yeah. right but let's say that in the u.s state or in canada here they say okay we are going to allow abortions up to nine months i believe that men should be able to opt out of being the father of that child before that child is born yeah. And I agree. I agree with you. And I, I like to avoid this conversation a little bit, not because my stance is my stance. I'm very pro-life. I'll, I'll say that 100%. I'm very pro-life. Mm -hmm. But here's my only argument on this thing.
you know how they always say it's a woman's issue. Well, then if it's a woman's issue only, if it's a woman's issue, then if that baby is born, why does the men have to pay child support? It's precisely. It's a man issue too. Like I could, if before I had children, you could have swayed me differently on this conversation if we had this conversation differently. Yeah. Um, the minute I saw the little head with the little tail and that thing, I was a dad. I was a father. I was a father that day. Um, so to me, you know, my daughter is four years old, but to me, she's four years, nine months, or however the hell that, like, to me, that, but that, that, I can go off on a tangent about that conversation. But yeah. if, you know, the, 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 the far, I wouldn't say lefties, because there's a lot of people who have opinions on this. The people who are super pro about this, pro about abortion, fail to realize that it took two people to do that. It took two people to make, to, to, to make this situation happen. And if the other person doesn't have a say, yeah, then the other person shouldn't have to pay any goddamn dime. Nothing. The, Nothing. The, 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 the male should have the option to opt out of being a father before that child is born. Yeah. Right. So the nine months that the baby is in, is in the belly, the father should have at, at any point between zero to nine months say, you know what? I'm no longer interested in being the father for this child. Yeah. Uh, so you see, when the laws change to reflect that, I think you're going to see a change now in society. Yeah. Right? They're going to say, oh, you know what? Um, yeah, I think the men should be a part of the conversation. Yeah. But I, I personally support, I support safe abortions. Yeah. I don't, I, but the thing I don't get involved with is this is two things. One, at what point does the child in the belly becomes a human being two at what point does the child in the belly have rights those two are things that needs to be confirmed well, i think that once once those two are confirmed you know by by the scientists and by the academics then that now influences the actions of the doctor if the doctor knows hey okay at this point in time the baby has a right to life then I can't do an abortion. Yeah. At this point in time, the baby is a human being which has a right to life. Again, I can't do an abortion. So that is when now you find that the government is now pulled from the decision-making process between a mother and the doctor because now the doctor is aware of his ethical and legal responsibilities to the mother and to the child. He I, I agree with you. Here's my question to you. And my wife posed me this question. Yeah. When, when someone dies, when do you declare, what is the thing that makes them dead? What is the thing that makes them dead? No life. No, but like what has to stop for them to be dead? Like clinically, um, your, your heart, your heart, heartbeat. Yeah. Right. So what's the difference about a fetus's heartbeat at five weeks? Precisely, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That it's to, to the academics, the scientists. So uh, this is why I like to distance myself from this conversation because we can't ever come to a solution on this issue until the experts get their head out of their ass and yes. declare firmly, scientifically, when 
a life is a life. Are we not talking about any social justice science or no, social? No, no. Justice. We're talking about medical science. And until yes. until the right and until the left get their head out of their ass and sit and leave their agendas behind, and we yes. can medically come up with a systematic time when that is a human life. To me, it's when the heart beats. Then we this conversation is moot. We're going to be going through this, and it's going to be used as political kindling whenever the hell there's a, a midterm or whatever that's going to come right. Don't think that this is gone. When yeah. Trudeau's coming up for re-election next time, even though not a goddamn thing has changed in Canada in terms of abortion laws, it will be a factor. He will use yeah. it. Um, but <laughs> getting back to what we were yeah. talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so listening. So, yeah. so so with listening, the reason why she's not my number one um, is simple. I don't know what Lesnar's humanity looks like. Yeah. I, I, I see her, you know, I hear what she's saying. I see what she's doing, but I, I don't know what her humanity looks like. I don't know what, what her morality really is. I don't know if she's playing a game. Yeah. I don't know if she's playing, if she's pulling on people's heartstrings. I don't know. Yeah. Right. And it's the same with Pierre. Right, Pierre is saying all the right things. I agree with 99.99999% of everything that Pierre says. Yeah, I don't trust the guy. Yeah, and well, because he's a career politician, right? <laughs> um, but right. here's my problem with Leslie. Like, like you said, I think she says a lot of the right things. I like a lot of her policies, but at this specific point in Canadian history, in this specific time, with the person that we have in charge and the person that's leading this country in Trudeau. It has she doesn't have the imposing personality mm -hmm. the 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 mental fortitude i don't think and she doesn't have the right um she doesn't speak she in order to change the way canadians are thinking and the way canadians are want to act and the way the future she doesn't inspire through her voice as much as she should be i think she's too reserved i, I think she, the, the, the lesson that we see on TV, I don't think that's the real lesson. No, I don't think so either. I think she could, if she let her real self come out, she would be way more yeah. popular than she is. I don't she's, think that's the real lesson. She's playing the political game and I don't like it. I, I'd rather see the real her than this manufactured fake. I wouldn't say Lesnin, fake. Lesnin grew up, Lesnin has Jamaican parents. Yeah. When, when I look at Lesnin and I see Lesnin talk, I don't see it. Yeah. So listening, she's not letting that side of her leak out. She's it seems as if she's holding it, holding in and holding it back. So I so I don't think we are really seeing the genuine lesbian and, and that is why I am kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then um so let's talk about the uh, the charade first, because I'll get to the two the two top. Okay. First of all, I'm gonna just say this right. A man with that hair cannot lead a country. <laughs> hell no i hate trudeau I, I hate him with a passion but yeah you know, at least he does his fucking hair and it looks nice <laughs> like, a man like that man looks like a 80 year old potato he, he reminds me of boris johnson yeah <laughs> yeah and, and worse because he's a, a lefty that's posing as yeah. a righty here and yeah um now he he, he the polls say he has a support of a lot of the french Canadian conservative yeah. voters. So, so, so the conservatives have, um, and this is something that I learned about in the past year because I didn't know much about the conservative party. Yeah. Right. So you have red Tories and you have blue Tories. Yeah. So the red Tories are the liberal leaning conservatives, and the blue Tories are the um, the real conservative um, yeah. 
conservatives. Yeah. Right. So what happened is that there's this battle between the red tourists and the blue tourists right now, and we don't know who's gonna come out on top. I think it's gonna be Pierre. Um, yeah. Roman Roman Bauer is my choice. I want yeah. him to win, but I'm a very realistic person. Yeah. Seems as if Pierre is going to win, but I am not gonna stop until I get as many people as possible to rank Roman Bauer number one on their ballot. Yeah. <laughs> right. And because anything can anything can happen. Right. Anything Who can knows? happen. But I think Sheree, he shot himself in the foot. I think he should have just avoided the conversation at all when he denounced the convoy and the and yeah. the fact that um, that even happened. You could hear when he was at that debate, uh, they were cheering him at first. And then when he denounced the convoy and said, oh, these people are terrible, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They booed him right on the spot, right? They yeah. booed him. The same people who cheered and booed him. So I think he made a grave mistake, a grave error with that. No, he should if he didn't he if he didn't agree with it, he should have just shut his mouth. No, 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 no. We didn't want him to shut his mouth. Oh, <laughs> hey, tell us, tell us how you feel. Tell us yeah. who you are. Let's be, be no, I mean, I'm happy. I, I mean, as a as a political decision, he should have just shut his mouth on the topic because yeah. because he he immediately lost any support from people who were on the fence about him. Yeah, uh, with, with that. Uh, yeah. So I'm not even entertaining him as a, as a candidate, Me but neither. but um you know he's there, he will get a couple of votes here or there, but I don't think I I re I really don't think it'll come to that. Uh, if if it does, then I'm I'm out. I'm, I'm like yeah, I've lost all hope in the Conservative Party. You'll never be voting for them ever again in my entire life. Now the two that are at the top of my ballot list, right? Uh, and I, you're 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 skipping Scott again. <laughs> uh, no wait. Let, let's not skip Scott because I, I I want people to know why Scott isn't isn't even going to be ranked on my ballot. Okay. The, the first time I saw Scott, he was talking about supply management. It's the socialist policy um, that 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 centrally controls the operations of dairy farms in the country. So yeah. he wants to he wants to end supply management, and he was the he was the one that introduced me to supply management when I saw his post. I'm like, what the hell is supply management? Yeah. And I researched it and I said, oh shoot, yeah, this thing gotta go. Yeah. Right. So then I started to follow Scott, listen to him to find out what he's about. But then the debates came around and I heard him debate and I realized this guy is also against the Freedom Convoy. And this, and, and, and this guy is literally Erin O'Toole light. And that is why he's not going to be ranked on my ballot. No, no. And I mean, I don't even, and it, like when you said the name, I'm like, who, what? I didn't, yeah. I, I, I fell asleep on that part of the, the, the debate because I didn't listen to that guy. Right. <laughs> so the two that are the most likely to have the highest votes, in my opinion, are, are Baber and Polyev. And I'll start with Polyev first because I want to leave Baber for last. Uh, Polyev says all the right things. Yes. Brilliant talker, brilliant mind, articulates himself brilliant. If there's one out of candidate out of all of those, out of all parties in general, who can make Trudeau feel like a piece of shit on the spot, it is that Pure. guy. I've watched him do it in the debates that he's had with him. I've watched him make make him look silly. Mm -hmm. I've watched I've and Trudeau is he has this huge he's an egomaniac. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when anybody challenges him, his ego just grows, grows, grows. And he and, and he, he makes mistakes and he makes mistakes. And um, Pierre is the one to make him make the biggest mistakes. Yeah. I, th I think now my only problem with him and I, I, I'd like to talk to him about this. And I think I will eventually. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll talk to you off air about that. But he's a career politician and sometimes, and I've learned this in my life just by doing business. Sometimes 
It's too good to be true. Yes. Right? Yes. And I feel something in my heart is saying, you know, buy into this, buy into this. And then the other part is saying, it, it might be too good to be true. This, this might be uh, a charade. It might be, uh, he might be just saying and doing all these right things. And then, you know, once he gets elected, it's more of the same. Yeah. Right? O'Toole light again. O'Toole light. And, and that's precisely why I didn't vote for Aaron O'Toole. Yeah. And I didn't vote for the Conservative Party. And I say it publicly. And everyone's like, oh, you're splitting the vote. So I'm not splitting shit. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I vote, <clears throat> I vote for where I want the country to go. So even though I don't like Trudeau, even though I didn't want him to be in office, mm -hmm. I'm not going to vote somebody in like O'Toole just to get somebody else in that will do more of the same, just in, yeah. in a different voice and in a different color. You see, the, the, the conservatives, I, the, the truth is I don't trust them. No. I, I don't trust the conservative party. I, I don't trust them. I, 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 um, I, I trust Roman, right? And let me tell you why I don't trust the conservatives. I watched them parading around with Doug Ford's liberal conservative <laughs> yeah. the last election. And Doug Ford has done more damage than Trudeau. Oh, yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. He has done way more damage than Justin. And I was a big Doug Ford fan. I was happy when he got in office. Mm -hmm. And then COVID came around and I'm like, this this is not yeah. what I voted and, for. And Pierre, Leslin, nobody in the Conservative Party called out the, the, the illegal, evil policies of Doug Ford. None of them. The only one that did is Roman Barber. Uh, uh, Belinda Caraholios oh, Car and, and, yeah. and uh, another gentleman, but he he came in way late. Yeah, yeah. Came, right, but it was Belinda and Roman who stood up first and paid the price for it. But I I, I think that the, the the Federal Conservative Party of Canada, including Leslie and Pierre, owe Roman Barber an apology, and they owe Canada an apology for being silent for two years for ignoring Roman and for letting, letting him go through what he did without yeah. any support. This man was villainized by the media, by the, by the provincial conservatives, by the liberals, by the NDP. Where was the federal conservatives? They were nowhere. And when I spoke to Melissa Lansman about this, I, I, I made sure I covered this topic, but because that interview was going so fast, I, I, when I listened back to it is when I picked this up. I wish I picked it up while I was talking to her. I asked her why, like, you know, Doug did all this stuff. He did all this stuff that wasn't what a conservative voted for, wasn't a conservative mindset, wasn't a conservative policies. And her response to it was that there were liberal governments around the world taking all these measures, and if they didn't act the same, it would make them seem irresponsible. That was her response to me. And that's not an excuse to me, and that's not a justification and I wish I challenged her on it. I, I, I just I didn't pick up on the intricacies of that statement. She because she's a politician. She worded it so well. I was I'm like yeah. <laughs> um, but that's not an excuse. And and it's precisely why in this past election I did not vote for Doug. Fuck Doug. Right. I I, I did not vote for him. Um, I'm happy that the NDP or the Liberals didn't win, but mm. I'm not happy that Doug Ford is in office. Right. Yeah, I and, I voted New Blue. Yeah. And the the thing is, is that with Roman is he was the only candidate and he's the only 
probably the only politician, in my opinion, in this country who put his entire career on the line mm-hmm. to, to speak up for Canadians. And if he didn't do that, if he didn't take those, uh, those uh, actions, mm-hmm. I don't know where we would be in terms of our policies and where we are yeah. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so I agree with you. On, on that my only question is is that uh can he be the one to dethrone trudeau because he's very soft-spoken right yeah so let, let me tell you about that I, and i understand the concerns that people have you know roman roman is soft-spoken um he's not that aggressive he's not a bulldog like like peer yeah right uh, definitely, Pierre would destroy Justin Trudeau in every single aspect, but Roman will too. So don't. So so here here's the thing. I've been around Roman, and there, there there's an energy that you get from him. Yeah. Right. And it's it's okay. So you you, you know those people that just look calm and nice, and you think that they're a pushover. Yeah. But 100%, then, yeah. Then you okay. get. Then when you when they get their hands on you, you're like, oh damn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Roman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that that's him, right? So 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 he he's not a pushover. I can tell you that straight, right? But here's one of the reasons why I think Roman Barber is better for the Prime Minister of Canada than Pierre, and it's not because of any biases I have. It's because of the data that I'm seeing. Roman has the ability to galvanize support from all walks of Canada. Yeah. Here is seen by you know the media the media is incorrectly painting Pierre as this far right bagahead yeah. extremist. Of right? course and they have they have to do that. Yeah. They're state they're state sponsored. They have to do that. Yeah. Right? And 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 that that is doing damage um to Pierre and Pierre's reputation. I'm not and I'm not saying that we should sense Peer because of that we should fight against that we should oppose that yeah right but it's harder to do it with roman very very difficult because yeah. when roman comes out and speaks you've seen it the media it, the media can't counter him no <laughs> they, they they can't like it, it's, it's almost impossible when he says something to you that hey a b c and d and you respond roman is like no, do not mischaracterize what I said. That's not yeah. what I said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not what I said. And I yeah. don't appreciate it. He, he, he said every single interview where they try to do that to him, he responds and says, don't do that. I don't appreciate it. And then continues with his point. That's what I'm yeah. telling you, that he might not have that bulldog, you know, but he will shut you right down yeah. when, you, when you step out of line. That is yeah. Roman Bob. And do you think he has the qualities to take down somebody like Trudeau in terms of, in terms of policies and convincing the swing voters at this point, um, that to to swing some of those seats? Because it, to, let's be honest with with each other, like the election in Canada in terms of federal mm-hmm. really depends on what happens in GTA and in yeah. Quebec. In Quebec. All right. All right. right? So, 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 Sherry. He can he can flip reds to blue, but he's going to lose the blues. Yeah. Right. Um, Leslin, I think Leslin. I don't think Leslin can flip. I don't think Leslin's gonna be able to flip um, much 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 um, liberals. Right. But Roman can flip liberals while 
maintaining the blues, blues. right? As well as maintaining the people's <laughs> um, supporters who would otherwise run away and go vote for Maxime Bernier, right? And as I, I said, the reason why Roman can, I've seen him do it. When, when Roman came out and started to speak against the lockdown, if you, if you, if you read the comments, if you look at the people who are galvanizing behind Roman, many of them, my following on Instagram, the 7,000 plus people, yeah. many of them were once liberals. Yeah. And yeah. they're following Roman Barber right now. Yeah. Because he, speak, he speaks to them in a, in a different kind of voice. Maybe. Yes. Not, so, not as aggressive as Pierre's views yeah. and his... his... Not, not, not just that. He, he speaks... And when I say he speaks liberal, I'm not talking about the fake... Justin Trudeau, Shari Liberal. I'm not talking yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about liberty. I'm talking about you know the right to your to, to your to your space, the right to bodily autonomy for government to leave you the hell alone. He speaks yeah. to them, right? Yeah. And he speaks to us at the same time, right? Yeah. So during the entire time when he was opposing Doug Ford's lockdowns, he was saying to them, "Hey, guys, we should not be judging people based on their medical decision. It's not right. Yeah. It's not good." I took the vaccine. I think that somebody else should have the option of whether to take it or not without losing their jobs. So yeah. he's able to speak to people in a way that they can understand. Yeah. And I think that if, if, if Roman's voice becomes more mainstream, especially as the federal conservative leader, you're going to see a, 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 a huge drop in divisive rhetoric in the country. A yeah. huge drop. Because people are going to be hearing Roman saying, stop being so divisive. We yeah. need to come together. We need, we need to unite. We need to talk. We need to be nice to each other. We need to stop. We need to stop wishing death, wishing, wishing horrible consequences yeah. on each other for not taking a vaccine. And that is how Roman communicates. Yeah, and I, and I feel like Pierre kind of presents the opposite a little bit where he is conflicting. He will try to use it to separate. I feel like he would do... What he needs to do to win and then once he's won then he will try to fix whereas roman yeah. might might do it the other way he will try to fix while he's in the process of you know becoming the pierre, leader pierre is is making the same mistake that the new blue made so new blue tried to speak only to conservatives yeah and pierre is speaking only to conservatives yeah and there you go that, that was we just did an hour and a half it was that was freaking awesome man <laughs> yeah. uh, i mean we could go on and on and on but um well let everybody know where they can find you where they can reach out to you where they can find your business and all so, that kind of stuff so my website is www.devonthompson.ca very very easy that's devonthompson.ca and my instagram handle is true devon thompson t-r-u-e-t-r-u-e devon thompson um twitter is true devon thompson <laughs> no O because there wasn't enough space. So yeah, yeah. it stopped that S, no O N to True Devon Thumps. And yeah. on TikTok, you can also find me True Devon Thompson. He's on everything. I don't I don't fuck yeah. around with, I don't fuck around with Twitter. Yeah. That's too I, I, I'm on I'm on Facebook. I, I didn't use to mess around with Twitter either until Elon Musk said, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna buy Twitter. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start messing let around me with jump, Twitter. Let me jump on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't even mess around with TikTok either until um three months ago. Uh, my wife's always on TikTok. I can't handle it. Like, just too, 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 too many videos on TikTok. I can't. I can only. I can only do two. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. That's it. Yeah, I'm gonna so, post a video and just run back to back to Instagram. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Unless there's some magic app that posts to all 50, 50 social media sites, my ass is on yeah. two. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
I appreciate it. We're going to have to do it again sometime. Thank you so much for, for doing this podcast. And, you know, and to wrap this up quite well, I, I think, you know, you're somebody who I like for me as somebody who was born here and raised here. And for me, this is what Canada is about immigrants like you who move here, come for a better life and not only just come, but speak up for yourself and speak up for others. And, you know, I hate it when I shouldn't say I hate it. I hate when people, regardless, just, you know, succumb to whatever and just let other people speak for them. I think it's a beautiful thing what you're doing and that, that you're putting yourself out there. And, and you know what? Keep doing it because, you know, people like it. They just, you know, you're giving voice to some people that, you know, otherwise wouldn't have a voice. Yeah, so, thank so you. No problem. And anyway, that's it for us. I'm,